What does true wellness mean to you? I'm Claudia Cometa, and that is the question I will be leading with in the Minding Wellness podcast. Each and every week, I will bring you experts who will share their personal wellness journeys and their insights into what it means to mind our wellness. Health is a state of body. Wellness is a state of being. Let's dive into improving our state of being. Welcome back, my friends. As I mentioned on the last episode, I am taking a little bit of a break from interviewing guests. It doesn't mean that I will no longer do that. It's just going to be a slight pivot and change to a few episodes where I just share kind of what's on my heart about wellness. So that might be topics specifically about the healthcare system or other topics that I think and hope will be valuable to you as you mind your wellness. So today I would love to dive into a topic on paternalism in medicine. And so what do I mean by that? Well, when you think about the word paternal, it means a father figure, right? So when we talk about the paternal side, we're talking about our father's side of the family. And the paternalistic side of medicine is indicative of the way that things used to be and still are somewhat today. But largely, this is based in historical medical care, where the patient was treated more like a child, so more like a father-child relationship. So the child was very innocent, um, not yet schooled, so not yet knowledgeable, and unable to really know how to take care of himself or herself. And so what we find in historical documentation and literature on medicine, even back in the 1800s, is this was largely the way medicine was viewed by the system and also by the physicians and by the patients. In fact, the language of the 1847 Code of Medical Ethics of the American Medical Association, which was titled Obligations of Patients to Their Physicians, stated this, the obedience of a patient to the prescriptions of his physician should be prompt and implicit. He should never permit his own crude opinions as to their fitness to influence his attention to them. A failure in one particular may render an otherwise judicious treatment dangerous and even fatal. Let me read that first part again. The obedience of a patient to the prescriptions of his physician should be prompt and implicit. Now, prescriptions is oftentimes used for any type of treatment protocol, whether it's actual prescription medications or just advice and suggestions. So, or orders, you could even think of it as orders. So the obedience of a patient to the prescriptions of his physician should be prompt and implicit. Now, I hope that that sits not super well with you, like it doesn't sit super well with me. 
it is really kind of shocking that this was language of the American Medical Association. Now, I know we may all have opinions of them today, but I would be very confident that this type of language would not be used today, specifically talking about patients being obedient as if we are children and we are following our father's orders. I am very grateful that this has begun to shift in pretty significant ways. However, I think most of us would argue and agree that there still is a sense of this overarching authority figure coming into the room and the patient being more of a recipient of instructions rather than a participant in the conversation. And this sort of culture of medicine that is really on both sides, because oftentimes I find that my clients have a hard time shifting this mindset for themselves. So I'm not only blaming the medical side of this And it's really not about blaming at all, but it's really just highlighting the importance of us shifting the mindset and the approach of medicine. The way that I like to see this, and I oftentimes explain to my clients, is when we are going to see a physician, I don't think there's any question in anybody's mind that there is a knowledge and wisdom that is coming from that physician based on his tra- his or her training, right? There's no question that medical school is extremely rigorous. There is a lot of learning, hands-on and book learning. There is an extreme amount of clinical rotations and learning kind of on the job. There's several years and decades that are dedicated to this practice. And I want to be sure that my words do not take away from that. In fact, my husband's a physician and I, we have been together since high school. So I saw the entire process from the beginning of medical school. Well, even before that, from taking the MCATs to applying to medical school, to being in medical school and studying for medical school and then residency. And I've seen it all from a very intimate place. And so I know this from multiple angles. And so I want to be sure that we are clear here that I believe and I know for a fact that there is a knowledge base that we who have not studied that don't have and likely won't have. And I honor and respect that from the physician's standpoint. I honor and respect the work ethic it takes to do that and to get through that rigorous training. And I honor and respect that knowledge base that is so important to helping guide us as to what we need to know when we're seeking a diagnosis. What I think is largely discounted, and I'm hoping to at least help the change, is the knowing that comes from the patient side. And while that's not a book knowing, it's an inner knowing. It's a knowing of my body. Something is not right. I have lived inside of this body for however many years, 40 plus years, and I know that something is not right. I can't necessarily put it in language that the physician can, 
but I am sharing an inner wisdom that the physician couldn't possibly have either. And my hope is that the two knowings, the physician's knowing, the knowledge, the wisdom, the training, can be matched with, engaged with, participated in the knowing, the inner wisdom of the patient. And that those two are not seen to be father and child, but rather equals. Not to disrespect the authority and the extreme wisdom of the physician, but also not to disrespect the significance of the value of the wisdom of the patient. And what I often find is it's that gray area in between where everything falls apart. It's almost like two hands trying to come together, but something stops it. And that something can be different from person to person. Sometimes it's cultural beliefs, it's mindset, it's just the ongoing culture of medicine. But what I have found in my four years of a patient advocate of doing this work is when we can bring those two together, when the physician can appreciate and acknowledge and hear the wisdom that comes from the patient, and when the patient can listen to, acknowledge, hear the wisdom that comes from the physician, and there can be clarity and questioning and an open line of communication in that gray space where both are open to realizing that they don't know the other person. And so it requires questioning and it requires learning, accepting that I don't know what you know, doctor, and doctor doesn't know what the patient knows from an internal place. That accepting of not knowing starts to close in that gray space so that there's less of that to the point where we can hopefully eliminate it altogether. And so my hope is that we move away from, completely away from the paternalistic view of medicine and more to a peer-to-peer. And while, again, that does not negate the value of the knowledge and wisdom of the physician, it brings in the importance of an inner knowing that that physician couldn't possibly have. And when you bring facts and science together with intuition and deeper knowing, it's really a pretty magical thing. So all that to be said, mindset is so important. And I often teach my clients that mindset is part of the navigation of the healthcare system. I talk a lot about GPS. The S is shifting the mindset. It really has to play a role because if we continue to view the system as one in which the physician speaks, we listen, we don't ask questions, we aren't allowed to ask questions. If we do, we are disrespecting authority in a similar way of potentially father-child relationship, if that's how you view that. 
you might see that as a paternalistic view as well. If we continue with that approach, we will never get to see the magic that happens when inner knowing interacts with outer knowing. So with that, my friends, I encourage you all to prepare for appointments, being able to shift your perspective to realize the significance of what you know about your body and be able and willing to communicate that, have questions ready, and be able to realize and evaluate and observe if those questions aren't being answered sufficiently or There is such a paternalistic approach from this physician that ultimately you have the choice and the right to seek out a different provider if this one is not serving your needs. Best wishes, my friends. I will see you back here again next week.